every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students, to belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, where our heart is to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. For more information, go to my website at mikefalkenstein.com. That's Mike Falkenstein, F-A-L-K-E-N-S-T-I-N-E.com. And to find out more about our ministry projects worldwide, go to our ministry website, 18catalyst.org. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for this, the 45th episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike Falkenstein, and I've got a special guest in the Made for Missions studio today. Normally, as you all know, I have my dear friend, Ken Watmore, who's with me, and I've got a special guest in the studio today. I've got my daughter, Anna, who is a 13-year-old eighth grader, actually just going into eighth grade, right, Anna? Yeah. And I uh, thought that it'd be fun to have you here, Anna. You know, here's kind of was the idea. You know, as you know, Anna, we're talking a lot about uh, the Great Commission. And it sure seems like you understand kind of the basics of what we're talking about here at the Made for Missions podcast. And I thought... You know, I kind of was thinking about a way that you and I could do an episode together. And you remember, Anna, the TV show that we've seen, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, right? Yeah. Yeah, that show. Well, this is the can you understand this concept like an eighth grader kind of an idea, okay? So, So I'm glad to have you. It sounds like you're excited to be here as well. Yeah. Thanks Great. for having me. Yeah, I'm glad that it's worked out. This is kind of fun. So, well, Anna, as you know, here at the podcast, we do want to mobilize and equip Christians towards the Great Commission and towards Great Commission fulfillment. And so you and I have just sat and talked about kind of what exactly that means. And, you know, part of it is just helping people understand what is the Great Commission and then to find ways for them to fulfill it themselves, right? And so let me go through kind of a list, Anna, of some things that we often talk about here on the podcast and then I want to get your reaction as to what you think about these things. Okay. Uh, how does that sound to you? Sounds good. Okay, great. So, and we've talked about some of this, Anna, as you know, in our family devotional that we often do, we did a whole kind of, you know, two or three Sunday evenings talking about the Great Commission, right? So some of this is already familiar to you, but the Bible, as we know, Anna, tells Christians in five different places, right? We have these five verses that we would consider kind of Great Commission verses. So in five different places, we're seeing things like, go and make disciples of all nations, preach the gospel, you know, the Acts 1-8 passage that we've now used for the, the name for our new ministry, 1-8 Catalyst to be his witnesses, the witnesses of Jesus in all of these places, right? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. So in addition, 
the Bible tells us to preach the word, to be ready in season and out of season, right? We see that in 2 Timothy 4. And to always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that you have. Of course, we've talked about that again as a family in 1 Peter 3. So, so we take all of that, Anna, right? In addition, Christians believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God, right? We've talked about this too in 2 Timothy 3, that they kind of the, you know, as if God was actually speaking out these words himself. I mean, it's the same as, as if and these, are, these are the very words of God. And yet, Anna, according to recent research, an article I just read, 90% of American Christians will never share the good news about Jesus to anyone ever, not even once that's crazy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's crazy. Especially given what we see in the Bible. So I'm curious to know, kind of, you know, maybe you and I have a little conversation about that. So I know, give kind of the, okay, the Bible clearly says, here's what we're supposed to do. And it is as if God is actually the one saying it. And yet 90% of people and will never do it who are who call themselves Christians. So Give me kind of your idea of kind of what you what you think about all that. Okay, so what I'm thinking is if people read the Bible and they know the Bible and right. they're in, like they know it's God talking in the Bible and they believe in God, then they should just go and make disciples because that's what He tells us to do. Yeah, that's right. So it's kind of like what we talked about, right? And we've talked about before where it's like kind of an A plus B equals C, right? If the Bible says it and it's God saying it through the Bible. Then you should just go do it. Yeah, we should just go do it. And so you're right. So what what does that say then to you, Anna, if 90, I'm, I'm curious to know this, this 90% figure in particular, what does that, what does that say to you? What What do you think about that? Well, I think the 90% of Amer- American Christians, just, it might be just hard for them to do it because it is hard to go and find people to talk to or just even find the words to say when you're talking to somebody about God. Yeah, that's right. It is hard, isn't it? I mean, you actually have to, you know, get up a little courage, maybe. And you have to find, like, what you're going to say and, yeah. Yeah, so you have to write, and that it does take some preparation. You have to actually think through what you what you should say. You know, we've talked about in our family devotional about our testimony, which is just kind of our story, right? And you know, in the training that I've received, people have the people who've trained me have said, you know, you should have multiple editions of that. So you should have a three minute version of your story of how you came to know Jesus a five-minute version and an eight-minute version. But even to do that, right, maybe you have to get out some paper and pen Mm -hmm. and write out your story first of how you came to know Jesus. So it does take some work in advance, right? Yes. Like, if you're sharing about God to someone, but you're trying to find what to say, like, you can't just say, like, God's good. Go read the Bible or something like that. You have to, like, you know, think about what you're going to say. Yeah, that's right. And so, yeah, for those listening to the episode, you can go to the website, mikefalkenstein.com forward slash podcast. 
And you can actually, we have an episode, Anna, that we did on, that Ken and I did on the whole episode on how to share your testimony, a whole separate one on how to share the gospel. And so I know in our family devotional, we've talked about this bridge illustration, Mm -hmm. right? And so you've got kind of, here's man on one side, here's God on the other. And then the bridge is what? It's actually Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Right. Jesus actually bridges the gap between us and man. So that's part of it, right? To, to actually sit down and practice that and to memorize the verses and, you know, to know Romans 3.23 and the First Peter 3, you know, all these passages that you memorize. And yet, Anna, wouldn't it be true also, though, that if this is God telling you to do it, it's probably worth the effort, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so also, if you to, if you're like memorizing verses to like reference while you're telling someone about God, it's hard. Also, hard just to memorize a verse. Like you to like really try hard to memorize it. Yeah, that's too. right. So mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. Yeah, you have to memorize. That's right. And yet again, yeah. If it's God telling us to do it, then it's hard, but we do it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and you've already found, and I think in your own life that. You know, the verses that you've memorized, there's some benefit to it too, right? Because then you just, you know them. Yeah, there's a benefit. But then, like, kind of after you stop, like, reading them and stuff, you kind of forget them. But then you have to, like, try harder and try to, like, read them again and memorize them so you can keep them in your mind so that you know them. Like, whenever, like, if you don't have, like, a plan to go talk to somebody, but somebody just walks up to you, you can already have, like, a verse that you know. Yeah, you, that's like, right. You don't have to like plan it and then go over to them. Just like if they come up, then you already have something to say. Yeah, that's right. So that's very good. Well, Anna, let's do this. As you know, we on the podcast, we have our friend Tom Muller who always comes and says a few words. So let's take a little break here. It's a good place to take okay. a break. We'll let our friend Tom say a few words. And then when we come back, we're going to sort of further sort of delve into this idea of kind of what I mentioned, this A plus B equals C kind of an idea and put it into some different uh, terms. So okay. does it sound good to you? Yep. Okay. So, well, everyone, thanks for joining us. And we'll be back here in just a minute. Hi, I'm Tom Moeller. There may be many of you who are confused about China and the most effective ways of Christian engagement. Mike Falkenstein has written this book for you. There is much confusion and many questions persist about China. Does persecution exist? Can Christians in China worship freely? Is it still necessary to smuggle Bibles? Being outside of China, how can I most effectively pray for and engage in God's work in China? Are China's unregistered churches able to worship freely? Many people are confused by these questions and issues. China is like a huge puzzle with many pieces and moving parts. It's hard to identify all that's happening today in China. In his book, The Chinese Puzzle, Mike gives you the other pieces for a much clearer picture of China and her church. To get your copy today, contact Mike at Mike at ChinaResourceCenter.org for pricing and shipping options. Contact Mike today. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for, for joining us for this, the 45th episode of the Made for Missions podcast. Of course, I'm missing my good friend, Ken Watmore, but sure glad to have my daughter, Anna, here, 13 years old, going into... Eighth grade. Eighth, that's right, eighth grade. Ooh. 
your last year of middle school. Yes. <laughs> which means that you'll be a big high schooler or preparing for high school a year from now. That's kind right? of scary. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> scary, but probably kind of exciting too. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. So thanks for being here, Anna. And I wanted to sort of delve into this idea of kind of our A plus B equals C idea, Anna, and talk about, ask you a few more questions, right? Which relates to if the Bible is telling us to do something and it is God who is inspiring the authors of the Bible, right? Yep. Then we should do it. Hmm. Let me ask you a few other questions, okay? Okay. If your mother and I told you to go do something and you didn't do it, what do you think our reaction would be? You guys would be like kind of like mad at me because I didn't obey you and or certainly, I might get yeah. in trouble maybe. Yeah, right. Yeah, you'd get in trouble and certainly, yeah, there would be consequences, right? Yeah. <laughs> to that. And so, so then, yeah, we would, we would be upset and we would, you know, we, cause we like children, uh, obedient children, right? <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. So, which for everyone out there who's listening, of course, Anna is a very good kid. And so she's done a very great job of, of that uh, generally. So thank so, you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So then Anna, if, then if God is commanding us to do something and we don't do it, what do you think his reaction would be? I mean, you don't really, you don't really get like disciplined with God, like not as much as it was like your parents, but he might be like upset with you and that you didn't like go do what he was telling you to do. That's right. Like if he was telling you to go make disciples of all nations and you didn't, and then he'd kind of be upset with you because he just told you to go do that and then you didn't. So he'd kind of be mad. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's right. That's right. And so that's right. And of course, you know, Anna, we have to sort of clarify this a little bit too, by the way, that obviously if you, if your mother and I, you know, obviously, you know, we want you to obey, but we also love you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so yeah. the only reason that we would ever discipline you or your sister or your brother is that, you know, we want to see you become the person of God that, you know, he yeah. wants you to be. Mm -hmm. And so we're doing that out of love, even more so, of course, you know, God really loves us, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, he gave his son to die on the cross for us, right? I mean, which is just crazy to think about how much he actually loves us, right? Yeah. And so the the discipline then that we would receive by not obeying God is what would we say i mean it's a it's a loving discipline obviously he's not going to just be like okay you didn't go make disciples so we're going to just like you know do something really bad <laughs> to you or whatever yeah. i was kind of saying like even though like god can discipline you it's not as bad like when your parents are simple in you because you're like there with your parents and they can like i don't know but like yeah right I don't know. <laughs> That's right. And so, but certainly in terms of the question, what do you think his reaction would be? Certainly he would be, maybe we call this disappointed or we call this, you know. Kind of like upset. Yeah, upset kind of like, hey, wait, I'm telling you to do this. This is my plan. And yeah. so, so then, Anna, what do you think it says about the Christians then who openly do not obey what God is clearly telling them to do. Well, they might not think like the Bible is true or they might not believe in God. Well, like they'll believe in God, but they might not like really think that he's telling them to go and do it. Yeah, that's right. Might be like, okay, he's 
I'm kind of getting a signal that he's telling me to do this. <laughs> but, yeah, it might not be like, yeah. I need to go do this because God yeah. is telling me because I might not be sure or, yeah. That's right. That's right. And so the, you know, and as you as you were talking, I was thinking about something maybe in terms of the question, what does it say about Christians who do, who openly do not obey what God is telling them? There could be several things, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they like certain parts of being a Christian, but they don't actually, you know, completely obedient to God or they're not completely sold out to God, right? Mm-hmm. And so in the in the earlier example of, of parents and children, right? Uh-huh. If you have a child that is openly disobeying their parents, maybe they think, ah, you know what? My parents are not my final authority. Or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe... I know it seems like with you and your, your brother and sister, I mean, you're obeying mommy and I because you love us, right? And you yep. want you want to show us that, you know, that you love us. And so, of course, mm. Jesus even said himself in several places, but I'm thinking in particular in the book of John, he says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. He says that several times. So it's kind of the same way with parents and kids, right? I mean, parents can say, if you love me, children, you'll do what I, you'll obey my commands. And so obviously in the same way, and this is even more so because Jesus directly said, if you, if you love me, you will obey my commands. One of which is go and make disciples of all nations. And so when we do that, we show him that we love him, right? Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So obviously that's important too. Right. So, Anna, I'm curious, in all of this talking that we've been doing, give me kind of any final thoughts that you have, any final suggestions. If you have anything you want to say to folks that are listening, this would be your time to do it. Okay. I don't really have anything else on this topic, but Aslan, thank you for having me on your podcast. Okay. Thank you, Anna. Mm -hmm. And folks, I guess my final words here today would simply be that, you know, for a 13-year-old eighth grader to be able to put A plus B equals C together, Obviously, you ought to be able to do it too, and I know that there are many who are listening who who do do it and are making disciples, and for those of you who are not, again, it is not an, an intent to, this is not an intent to really come down on you, but rather to say kind of what Jesus says, if you love me, you will follow, you will obey my commands, and so find a way, find a simple way to begin making disciples, to begin reaching out to folks, because as Ken and I have talked about many times before, you do need converts in order to make disciples. And so whether it's, you know, beginning to have a barbecue for your neighborhood where you're beginning to have folks uh, come and you're getting to get to know their names. Again, we've got three or four episodes about that. You know, begin doing it. If your church is not really involved, be the catalyst to say, hey, the Bible's telling us all to do this. Let's go find some ways as a church we can begin to reach out to our neighborhood. And I, I love what my friend Todd Wagner, the pastor at Watermark Church, has said about that, which is if your church were to go away tomorrow and the only people that would be disappointed about that are those who actually drive to your church there's probably you're probably not doing everything that god wants you to do so be that light and salt in your neighborhood and for your church begin to reach out to your neighbors again it's a simple process you know the 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 game of 
Jesus says is, you know, not uh, not uh, played very well in a lot of churches, I think. You know, when Jesus says it, it's just very simple. We ought to do it. And he's calling us all to make disciples in our neighborhoods, in our workplace, and around the world. So may that be an encouragement. Of course, we'd love to hear from you. I'm here at on Twitter at Missions Mike, and Ken Watmore is at Ken Watmore. And so, please, we'd love to hear from you on uh, Twitter. You know, if you go to the podcast page of this episode, I'll post Anna's uh, Twitter information. Because I think, Anna, you have kind of a funny Twitter name, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's got a bunch of, like, underscores and some things. And so, we'll put that on there. Thanks again, Anna, for being here. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll look forward to having uh, all of you on the next episode of the Made for Missions podcast. 